<laughs> Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Water Jr. Show, starting a brand new week, folks. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for being with me. Uh, great, great. Thanks for all of that and everything else that you uh uh, like about the show that I've been told. I mean, you guys do, and girls, you do contact the show and tell me that you like the show and you want to stay in touch with the show. That's fine with me. You know, if you want to stay in touch with the show because you, you know, you find it interesting, hey, be my guest. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm not about to say, hey, do not stay in touch with the George Wilder Jr. show. And um, anything goes. We don't have a guest today. I didn't book anybody today. Uh, and sometimes we'll have guests. Sometimes we'll, we will not have guests. That's the way it is, you know. But um, we have plenty to say and plenty to talk about. And um, it, it, it's always riveting. I mean, you never know what's going to come out of the tr- Trump White House from one day to the next, uh, from one damn minute to the next. You never know what's going to be coming out, breaking news all over the place. I think Trump wakes up every damn day, figure out, figure out, trying to understand and realize um, what can he screw up today? What can he make breaking news today? What can he say that's so stupid that's going <laughs> that's going to have everybody thinking? A lot of this stuff is just distraction. A lot of, and a lot of it, as I said before, Trump talking out of his ass and blowing out of his ass. He just. He's a blabbermouth. I mean, he just says stuff. Doesn't mean he's going to do anything. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean it's going to see the light of day. But he says it to get us to talking, to get to get the press writing. And when the press writer about, about this, he tweets and calls them all kinds of names, fake news. The only thing is fake is Donald Trump, a fake president. And uh, Cambridge Analytical affirmed that he that was associated with him, maybe he hired, but it was totally associated with him, uh, revealed and, and said that, and said, and it's been proven that, you know, some votes from that firm went to Donald Trump. Some votes from the Russia meddling went to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a fake president. He's not supposed to be president of the United States. 
There's no doubt about that. Okay, let's get to the uh, the latest thing that's coming out of Washington D.C. or com- or coming out of uh, the White House. FBI raids office of Donald Trump's lawyer Michael Cohen. Yeah, this is this happened uh, today, probably just hours ago. They raided his office. They raided, and Donald Trump. I think the other day called Michael uh, Cohen his lawyer, and then some places I've heard that Michael Cohen is his private lawyer acts for Donald Trump. I don't care if you, if you have a lawyer, if you hired a lawyer and lawyers are expensive. And if you hired a lawyer, they are there to act on your behalf. That hundred, that $130,000 that Michael Cohen paid to Stormy Daniels to shut her up. He was acting on, uh, he was acting for his client. Donald Trump knew about that $130,000 and he said emphatically, he didn't know anything about it. Give me a break. Your lawyer is uh, acting on your behalf. You're paying him. You're the, you're the boss. And uh, you mean that he's gonna go and pay $130,000 to, to, for, for this person to shut up, to be quiet, not to say anything about a sexual affair. And Donald Trump didn't know anything about this. He's lying through his teeth. I I believe that's why there was a raid, uh, FBI raid on the office of of, uh, Donald Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen. It may be because they, the FBI felt that Donald Trump and his lawyers may be trying to destroy evidence because I do think that uh, Mueller asked for a lot of documents, emails and all this kind of thing. And one of the reasons why they raided his office from what I'm hearing is because he may try to destroy evidence and destroying evidence sound like something that Donald Trump would do. He's the godfather of the white house. He sounds like it's something that he would do, but this is, like I said, this is another black eye from the Trump administration on on the uh, United States of America. And it's pathetic. And and as things like this keep happening, we're going to go to war quick because Donald Trump thinks that going to war with Syria or Russia or anybody else is going to keep him in office. But I don't think it will. He can go to war with anybody he wants. His ass is still going to end up in prison for either obstruction, campaign finance, uh, obstructing uh, uh, the investigation, obstructing uh, campaign finance laws with this $130,000 hush money to uh, Stormy Daniels, the porn star, um, whom she admitted. <laughs> she also admitted on 60 Minutes that she gave Donald Trump a spanking. He pulled down his pants and she kind of, she, she kind of softly whacked him on his behind. Donald Trump never... <laughs> He never denied it, Spanky. We, some people are calling him Spanky now. But anyway, this this is just awful for uh, the United States. This is just, this makes us look so, I, I actually think that a lot of the countries around the world, uh, they want Donald Trump out of office just as bad as we do. You know, they want, I mean, because they know that he's taking down America. And we may end up in a war. I mean, he... I don't. I actually don't think Donald Trump knows what he's doing. I don't think he has any plans. I think he's confused. 
I think he's listening to voices everywhere and trying to make make up his mind. But I do think that he wants to stay in office. I do think he wants to uh, hold on the power, the power to send uh, the National Guard to the border. He likes that kind of power. He wants power. You know, but the but with this FBI raid, I don't care what his attorney says. His attorney says, "Okay, um, Cohen, the lawyer for Michael, for excuse me, the Cohen, Michael Cohen, the lawyer for Donald Trump, called the search, the raid, uh, completely inappropriate and unnecessary. Obviously, the FBI didn't think so. They had probable cause. They had a search warrant, or search and seizure warrant." And they got it from a federal judge. Apparently, there was enough evidence to allow uh, to allow to allow this raid to allow it. So this is bad, bad, bad. And President Trump, <laughs> he's pissed off after the FBI seizes documents from his lawyers. He called the raid a disgrace and labels Robert Mueller probe an attack on our country. Give me a break. The only attack on our country is Donald Trump himself. It, Donald Trump is the, the attack on our country. Donald Trump is the one who initiates his wars with the American people. And he calls it, he calls it a break-in or something or other. You know, Donald Trump is the one who is uh, uh, an attack, an abomination on America. He he's always trying to ease his ass out of something that that is relevant. The FBI had probable cause to do this, and I'm glad to do that. They're doing this, and and 80 percent of Americans, 80 to 90 percent of Americans around the country, they they are applauding what Robert Mueller has done raiding raiding the office of Trump's lawyer, personal lawyer, private lawyer, because we know they're lying about the $130,000 paid to Stormy Daniels uh, to shut her up. And she's suing now to get out of the contract because Donald Trump did not sign it. So why should she shut up? She wants to tell everything. And she can if she wants to, but her lawyer is on the is on the case. I think his name is Michael Aviani, if I'm pr- pronouncing that correctly. He is dead on the case. He's a young lawyer. He's bright. He's brilliant. He's smart. He's intelligent. If I ever got got into any trouble, that's the guy I would want on my side. I wouldn't want anybody from the Trump side defending me. Give me a break because they're doing a bad job of it with Donald Trump. And in some cases, Donald Trump is not listening to his lawyer's advice. Why? Because Donald Trump thinks he's the smartest guy in the room when yet and inevitably he is the dumbest guy in the room. So this is a big deal. And this is another big deal. And Donald Trump is going to (laughs) try. Mark my words for it, folks. Donald Trump is going to try and divert our attention away from this because that's what he does. He diverts our attention away from things that we should be dwelling on. Right now, now that he knows that we're talking about the FBI FBI raids uh, uh, of of his lawyer's office, he's gonna divert us with some other 
shit that he's going to come up with in a few hours because he's the one us thinking about this. Anytime something happens that he doesn't like, he's going to say something, do something, pull something out of his ass and divert our attention away from what is happening now. But I, as I've said a few weeks ago, it, that doesn't work anymore. Because now the American people, we're thinking whenever, whatever comes out of the Trump administration is just piling up on his ass, bing, bing, piling up to the sky. It's, we're not going to forget any of the stuff. As a matter of fact, I'm writing a book. So, uh, and it will be a keepsake once it comes out after the midterms on this Trump administration. And so uh, he's going to try his diversion tactics, which I don't think is going to work. But Donald Trump is going to do it because he's a narcissist, a fascist. And he doesn't feel empathy or sympathy for anyone. As far as he's concerned, he is the greatest. You know, as far as he is concerned, he is not our public servant. We are his servants. This is That's the way Donald Trump looks at it. But anyway, with this, Okay, FBI raided the office of President Donald Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen. The New York Times reported that the, that the investigators are examining records related to a payment Cohen made to an adult film star, the adult film star, Stormy Daniels, whose legal name is Stephanie Clifford, in addition to other unspecified topics. As a part of the raid, agents also reportedly stormed Cohen's room at the Lodes Regency on Park Avenue, where he has been staying. Agents spent several hours combing through the hotel. Wow, Cohen's lawyers. <laughs> now, this is what this, this is so funny about the, the Trump administration and his team. Um, Trump's lawyers have lawyers, <laughs> and their lawyers have lawyers. Every lawyer that is representing Trump has a lawyer, and that lawyer has a lawyer. It sounds crazy, it sounds wild, but folks, it's true. Lawyers up the kazoo. And I'm still hearing that Trump, he needs more lawyers because he has to try to defend himself in this Russia investigation, so he needs more lawyers. And uh, a lot of the lawyers have turned him down, including an a lawyer from Illinois, Dan Webb, turned him down. Nobody wants to work for Trump. Nobody wants to get broiled in its garbage that he's been putting out. So, I mean, if you go to work for Trump, you might as well you might be signing your ticket to prison because he, Trump, is going to want you to lie. He's going to want you to cover up. He's not going to listen to your advice, even though he wants you on his team. And it this is really, really bad news for, for Donald Trump. The decision by the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York to conduct their investigation using search warrants is completely inappropriate and unnecessary, Ryan said in the statement. I, I, I'm assuming Paul Ryan. Okay, he is, uh, he is saying it resulted in an unnecessary seizure and protection of attorneys uh, uh, client communication between the lawyer and his client, he added. These government tactics are also wrong because Mr. Cohen has cooperated completely with all the government entities. Uh, obviously, they didn't think so. They're trying to come up with all kind of verbiage to, to say how this is wrong. This is wrong. This is not wrong. Trump is a crook. His lawyers are crooks. The whole team are thugs, and they should be thrown 
head first out in the streets, out of the White House. And this is a great move. Move. This is uh, enlightening a lot of uh, people who can't stand Trump, can't stand to see him uh, come across their television sounding like grits or something. Sources familiar, excuse me, sources familiar with the investigation told the Washington Post that Cohen is being investigated for bank fraud and possible campaign finance violations that's tied to Donald Trump. If he's Donald Trump's personal and private lawyer, you know this is going to hang a noose around Trump's neck also. This is why he's blasting this raid. But it's nothing that he can do. Cohen said he paid Daniels, Michael Cohen, Cohen, uh, Donald Trump's personal lawyer, said he paid Stormy, excuse me, I can't even say it, Stormy Daniels $130,000 days before the 2016 election, reportedly in exchange for signing a non-disclosure agreement. He admitted, he admitted to this and. He admitted to paying her to sign a non-disclosure to, to, uh, agreement preventing her from speaking publicly about about her alleged affair with Trump in 2006. Just the other day, Trump said he didn't know anything about uh, the money. Give me a break. $130,000, that's not a lot of money. That's actually chump change, but I guess she took it anyway. Um the White House has denied the affair. Last week, Trump said he was unaware of the payment. Give me a break. As much as Trump lied and, and continued to lie, Trump said he was unaware of the payment, which has drawn particular scrutiny because it could be seen as a violation of campaign finance laws. There isn't a law on the books that Trump will not break. And he feels he breaks them because he feels and thinks that he is above the law. But, but apparently uh, these investigations and uh, these raids are telling him that he's not above the law. Trump wants to hold on to power any way he can. So if he tries to start a war, I don't think that's going to stop him from being impeached. There is too much, too much, too much, too much of this shit that he uh, that's on him too much is is he's like a magnet for a, a criminal behavior and whacked out crazy behavior he's a magnet for it all right you've been listening to the george wilder jr show on blog talk radio thanks everybody thanks for tuning in and thanks thanks for tuning in thanks for being a part of the show thanks for listening uh we should be right back with this we're gonna do blue wave uh, uh, let's try this. Washington always has its eye on the next election. And as we get closer okay. to the 2018 midterms, many are predicting a.
It would have taken about two minutes, but <laughs> that would have been a little boring. A little boring. Uh, now I'm reading off the first paragraph. I said, this is boring. Come on. We have, to, we have to say, tell it like it is, that we have to get Republicans in office. That was President Trump literally throwing out the script on electing Republicans in 2018. Since he made those remarks in West Virginia, he has tweeted attacks on the Justice Department and the FBI and Hillary Clinton, tweeting, quote, what does the Department of Justice and FBI have to hide? Why aren't they giving the strongly... Washington always has its eye on the next election, and as we get closer to the 2018 midterms, many are predicting a blue wave with Democrats taking back the House and possibly the Senate. Yes. Joining us now, New York Congressman hey, Joe up? Crowley, chair of the House Democratic Caucus and the subject of growing chatter among Democrats as a possible replacement for Nancy Pelosi after the election. He's not going to like me saying that. Congressman, welcome back to Fox News Sunday. Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you. You just heard Larry Kudlow. What do you think of his arguments for potentially, potentially using tariffs against China? And if not that, how do you propose we stop their unfair trading practices. Well, Chris, I'm also a member of the Ways and Means Committee, and so I, I, I do recognize that there's a role for tariffs in our economy. Uh, but I think what really has been created here is a, a, a great deal more chaos. Uh, people really don't know what the president's plan or, or what Mr. Kudlow's plan is as it re relates to China uh, and, and the trade war that has now begun, or at least the initial start of that has begun. And I think that's left a lot of Americans with uncertainty uh, about what this so means what, for them. what should they do? If you're not going to use tariffs, how do you stop the unfair trade practices, the theft of intellectual property? Well, first of all, let me just say for the record uh, that when it came to the issue of China, uh, I did not vote for normal, uh, normal uh, trade uh, uh, with, with China. Um, I, I believe that they were not economically nor politically mature enough to be dealing with this on, on the same par. And having said that, I think that's panned out to be true. Uh, but I do think we have to do this in a much more calculated way and with, with more of a plan. Let the, let's have an understanding of what, what the ultimate goal is.
this year. Is the goal to raise uh, the price of products here in the United States or to lower the price of agricultural products here in the United States? What, what is the overall goal here? Because that's what some of the effect may very well be if China retaliates uh, in this war. And where is it ultimately going? That's what we don't understand about this. Donald Trump won the presidency because he convinced a lot. So far, the only person who's given a full account of what the president said yesterday is the one Democrat who was president, who was present, Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, a leading advocate for Dreamers and other immigrant groups. In a series of press appearances this morning, Durbin recounted exactly what happened inside the Oval Office. The president came into the Oval Office and Senator Lindsey Graham and I made our presentation. As Senator Graham made his presentation, the president interrupted him several times with questions and in the course of his comments uh, said things which were hate-filled, vile, and racist. We have a group that have temporary protected status in the United States because they were the victims of crises and disasters and political upheaval. The largest group is El Salvador, and the second is Honduran, and the third is Haitian. And when I mentioned that fact to him, he said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians? And then he went on when we started to describe the immigration from Africa that was being protected in this uh, bipartisan measure. That's when he used these vile and vulgar comments, calling the nations they come from shitholes. The exact word used by the president, not more, not just once, but repeatedly. My colleague, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, spoke up and made a direct comment on what the president said. I was very proud of him. It took courage for what he did. And um, I made my own comments in response to it, but for him to confront the president as he did, uh, literally sitting next to him, took extraordinary political courage and I respect him for it. He said, put me down for wanting more Europeans to come to this country. Why don't we get more people from Norway? That was exactly what the president said. I'm joined now by Democratic Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California. So, Congresswoman, you have Dick Durbin saying that when uh, immigration from Haiti or the TPS situation from Honduras and Haiti and El Salvador was described, Donald Trump said, Haitians, do we need more Haitians uh, on the question of Africa? He called those nations shitholes. That was exact word used by the president, per Lindsey Graham. And then uh, the last bit here, Donald Trump saying, put me down for wanting more Europeans to come for this country. Your thoughts, Congresswoman? Well, you know, I have called him uh, what I know him to be for a long time. Uh, remember some time ago I called him scumbag? Uh, I've called him a racist, deplorable, despicable, uh, added to what others are calling him, a moron, ignorant, on and on and on. The United States of America is represented by the most despicable human being that could possibly ever walk the earth. I don't know when Americans are going to tire of this lying man. Uh, it has been documented <laughs> that he has told over 2,001 lies since he has been in office. He name calls. He basically disparaged a United States congresswoman and basically said she would do anything for a contribution. Talked about, as you know, during the campaign, grabbing women by their private parts. What more do we need to see or hear from this racist man? Not only is he racist, uh, he is an embarrassment uh, for this country. Our allies are quickly moving away from him. 
What are we waiting for? He is basically bringing this country down. And for all of those Republicans on the other side who stand with him, who claimed to have been patriotic, they are not patriotic. They are with not the guts to stand up or they join him as racist. And so I, I have known this. Uh, and I've called for his impeachment over and over again. I've been criticized for it, but I don't know what else we need to see about him. I know a lot of people are saying, let's see what Mueller is going to do. Is he going to connect the dots? Well, this man has obstructed justice right before our very eyes. We keep hearing about all of these meetings and connections with the Russians uh, by his family and others. I simply believe that not only has he colluded, and of course he has obstructed justice, but his character is such that the United States and the citizens of this country, rather, should not be willing to tolerate. He's a bad image for our children, and he should be impeached. We should move him out of office. The American citizens who are fed up with him are looking for Congress to take responsibility and do what we must do and impeach him. Get rid of him. Get him out of here. And, and you know, Congressman, you, you've hit on a point, because when you say, how much more can we tolerate, and, you know, I think all those of us who are in this business hear from people all the time, what can we do? And it, the, the truth is that only Congress can rein in a president of the United States and that impeachment or censure has to begin in the House of Representatives. I want to play you two pieces of sound from the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, and the way he reacted to Donald Trump's racism back on the campaign trail and the way that he reacted to what we just learned that the president said um, in the Oval Office. And this was, these are those two things. And this was, the yes. first one is June 2016. Here you go. Claiming a person can't do their job because of their race is sort of like the textbook definition of a racist comment. I think that should be absolutely disavowed. It's absolutely unacceptable. First thing that came to my mind was very unfortunate, um, unhelpful. Um, whether you're coming from Haiti, we've got great friends from Africa in Janesville uh, who are doctors who are just... Oh, Ryan is a crook. And uh, I just think it's important that we celebrate that. First piece of sound was yeah, when uh, Donald Trump disparaged Judge Curiel, saying that he's Mexican, therefore he can't judge a, a case against Donald Trump. What do you make of, of, of the declination of Paul Ryan's outrage from June of 2016 to today? Well, evidently, uh, he is not a real leader. Uh, and I wish I could say he didn't have the courage of his convictions, because I don't know if he has any. Uh, but I know this. History will not be kind to him uh, to these Republicans and to those who are basically standing by him, embracing him. As far as I'm concerned, they're confirming uh, that they're just as bad as he is. And so for Paul Ryan, uh, who is supposed to be a leader, who, you know, occupies the speakership uh, for the Congress, for the House of Representatives, he is irresponsible. <laughs> he is not providing leadership. He's not doing his job. We need to get rid of him also. And, and, and Congresswoman John Lewis, Congress and John Lewis, of course, civil rights legend John Lewis, is not going to be going, he says, to the State of the Union. Are you going to go? Oh, no. You know, I didn't go to the inauguration. I didn't go to, um, you know, the joint session that was held after that. I don't intend to go to this one. Why would I 
take my time to go and sit and listen to a liar, to someone who lies in the face of facts, who's someone who can change their tune day in and day out. What does he have to say that I would be interested in? I don't trust him. I don't appreciate him. And I wouldn't waste my time sitting in that house listening to what he has to say. He does not deserve my attention. Congresswoman Maxine Waters, definitive as always. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Friday. The great Maxine Monroe, Maxine Waters. We've been following the money in the Stormy Daniels case, trying to get at whether the president was involved in efforts to keep her quiet about their alleged affair. Now there's a new twist. Her attorney says that other women have come to him to explore possible legal action against the president. Michael Evanati joins us now. So, Michael, I know there's a lot you can't say, but do you find the stories of these other women who you say have come to you are credible or, or are there any similarities in terms of circumstances? Good evening, Anderson. Uh, as of tonight, we've been approached by six separate women with similar stories to my client. I want to stress that we have not vetted uh, these stories to any great degree. Uh, however, the, the initial consultations, the initial information that we're receiving indicates that there are some striking similarities between their stories and that of my client, Ms. Clifford. Can you say if any of these uh, women have non-disclosure agreements? Yes. They do? At least two of them can do. You, can, you say, can you say, is it from the same um, LLC that Michael Cohen set up for, uh, for the one with Stormy Daniels? We don't know yet. Um, so have you actually you don't looked know. at those, those non-disclosure agreements, or uh, you are just been told that, it's that, uh, that they have holding them? back. Uh, we have viewed at least two non-disclosure agreements, but it's unclear as to which um, LLC, if any LLC, was used in connection with them. Right. And again, and again, I want to. I spoke. And yeah. again, I want to. I want to stress that this is very early on. We you have not made crash. a determination as to whether we are going to represent these women, uh, what the next step is. So I, I want to be very cautious. Again, um, I have preached caution throughout this process in the last two weeks because I think it's important. Now, whether Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal will have anybody talking to the president, the Wall Street Journal's editorial board writes today, "quote." Every sentient voter in 2016 understood that Donald Trump had a bad history with women. But mistakes of character tend to catch up with everyone, and that's what is now happening with President Trump and his many women. Mr. Trump can't retain the best legal counsel because no one wants a client who ignores all advice. He wants to answer questions from Mr. Mueller, but probably won't prepare enough to avoid... The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. It is all about making the world a better place. Join me.
Congressional Budget Office is the saying George that Wilder the tax Jr. show cut. is now on the yeah, air. The it is all right, all about uh, making the okay. world. All right, the uh, con- Congressional Budget Office uh, is saying that the tax tax cuts are blowing up the budget deficit. And I always knew that. I've said it. I said it a thousand times. Trump uh, and his tax cuts are going to destroy the economy. We're going to wind up like the 1930s, standing in soup lines, uh, out of work. This is what the Republicans want. This is what they're doing. Um, the tax cuts benefit the rich. Not you and me, believe me. You may have gotten fifteen to thirty dollars <laughs> increase in your paycheck with Trump tax cuts. But the millionaires and the billionaires, believe me, they've got a lot more. I'm talking about in the millions. So um we've got to get this guy out. He's gonna destroy the country uh in one way or another, in one way or another, with wars, uh uh, sinking, economy, or both. And then he's going to look around and find someone to blame. Because he's already blaming Obama for the Kim tax in Syria. And Republicans are even coming out saying, Trump, stop blaming Obama. Obama is not president. You are. And this is clearly uh, Trump's fault. The blood that he has on his hands that he's trying to uh, blame Obama with trying to find some way to blame Obama. It, it's, just, it's just asinine for the Republicans, Fox News, to every time they're screwing something up, they have to throw the blame. Oh, it, Obama did it. Hillary did it. Oh, it's the Democrats. It's the left. It's the progressives. It's the liberals. They're always trying to, they're always doing that. And it really, and it's not working because there's a blue wave coming. It's not working. People have woken up. People know what the Republicans are like. People know the Republicans are nothing but staunch liars, pathological liars. <coughs> and they're out there for themselves and not for the people who put their asses in office. This is a shame. This is, I mean, we are in a stage in our country where we, the people, must take it back. We can't not allow on Congress because Congress is complicit. I'm pretty sure uh, Bob Mueller, the special counsel into the Russia investigation, is going to be handing out handcuffs to some of the folks in Congress. They may resign, they may quit their office, but Mueller is still coming. You can quit, you can run, you can resign, but you cannot hide, especially if you've broken the law while supposedly serving your country. Michael Cohen, as I've opened the show with Michael Cohen, uh, I'm going to say this again, FBI raids office of Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen. Trump is pissed. (laughs) He is pissed. He's pissed. He's raging mad. He doesn't know what to do. He's quaking in his boots now. But he knows he has to do something to divert our attention away from this latest debacle on America. 
but it's a great debacle. It's a good debacle because his ass is grass. Hopefully he will be thrown out of office. I don't see why Trump doesn't resign. A lot of us think he should resign. The hell with it. This because this is going to follow him, even if he managed to hang in here until the midterms and the and the Democrats take the House and the Senate, he will be impeached. Trump has nowhere to run. The only thing he can do is resign. He's not fit for this. He can't take this. This is not a business or a candy store. As we know, Trump has failed at a lot of his business. I think he had about six six bankruptcies, if not more. And he now he's bankrupting America. He's bankrupting America. He's bringing America down, just like he done screwed up his businesses and uh, associates, and uh, he's now doing it to America. As if he's entitled to do this to America because he's president. He doesn't consider himself as president, maybe king or emperor or something like that. You can define it any way you want to. But we are not his servants. As long as there is constitution, we are not his servants. He's a public servant, but he doesn't he doesn't get it and he will never get it. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show at six forty four. We've been having some difficulties, folks. It's Monday. What can I say? It's Monday. We've been having a few difficulties on the show, but we will be right back. It's, everything should be normal, maybe. I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. 
I am confident now, even more so than I have been throughout the last year, that this nightmare presidency of Donald John Trump will end prematurely and end soon, and I am thus also confident that this is the correct moment to end this series of commentaries. The important stuff first. There are seven routes in front of Trump. Each inevitably ends in his impeachment or resignation. The first, the likeliest, became a thousand times more likely with the Thanksgiving news of a possible deal between Robert Mueller and General Michael Flynn. As I reported here as long ago as April 4th, the most specifically qualified expert alive on the subject of prosecuting a president, my friend, the Nixon White House counsel John Dean, put it to me very simply. Mueller is not shooting down. Mueller does not make a deal with Flynn to get Paul Manafort. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Jared Kushner. He does not make a deal with Flynn to get Trump Jr. Mueller makes a deal with Flynn to get Donald Trump. Period. The Flynn deal report suggests Mueller has completely assembled the backbone of his case and is now just hanging the meat from it. And just as importantly, if Flynn has merely considered a deal from Mueller, it almost necessarily means Flynn either doesn't believe he would get a pardon from Trump or that Mueller, as I've also reported here, has succeeded in finding a way around Trump's pardon power. And either of these near certainties spell Trump's doom. So that's the most obvious of the seven ways for Trump to go now. Mueller really will get him on Russia. It will be ugly and it will tear this country nearly apart, but it will be necessary. The second way is, as I've also repeatedly suggested here, that Mueller doesn't really need to prove anything about Trump and Russian sabotage of the election. There seems to be so much obstruction of justice from the firing of James Comey to the lies about Trump Jr.'s meetings with the Russians, that it's hard to pick out a key player in the Trump inner circle who could not be guilty of it. Trump could be impeached on just obstruction of justice and a few lesser charges. Nixon was about to be. Or there is a third way. We could be spared the trauma of a Russia impeachment or an obstruction of justice impeachment as we were spared it with Nixon. If Trump is smart, or just sufficiently scared enough, and he resigns. Or if he isn't, those around him who could still sell themselves by selling him out will force him to resign. A modified version of this, of course, is the fourth possible outcome, that even if Mueller is months away from his denouement, the Republicans will impeach or remove Trump by spring purely to save their own asses. The state elections in Virginia and Oklahoma earlier this month show what could face Republican incumbents nationwide next November. Not only were Democratic victories overwhelming, but half of them were little morality plays. The 26-year-old lesbian beats the Republican in the district Trump won by nearly 40 points a year ago. The transgendered candidate in Virginia beats the guy who wrote an anti-equality bathroom bill. The boyfriend of a news reporter shot to death on camera beats the Republican pro-NRA candidate. I'll say it again. Richard Nixon was not forced out of office by Democrats, not really even by Watergate. Democrats controlled the Senate and the House every day Richard Nixon was president. They could have impeached him at any point. He resigned when the leading Republicans went into the White House and told him that not only would he be impeached and convicted, but he would take all of them down with him and they were not going to let him do that. So that's the fourth way out. Trump becomes more of an albatross to Republicans and more importantly more of a rallying cry to Democrats and the Republicans remove him before the midterms and then boastfully run for re-election on having removed him. 
The fifth end game is yeah, the I same thing, only faster. Happen. The Republicans around him pull off that palace coup that is perfectly legal under the 25th Amendment. And Mike Pence and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell eject Trump by simply stating he is unfit and getting their majorities to agree he's unfit. And if you don't think Pence and Ryan and McConnell would do that, you didn't see Trump's crazy tweet about the Man of the Year award or this thing in front of the Native Americans on Monday, and you don't know Pence and Ryan and McConnell. The sixth means by which Trump leaves early is, of course, that if the Republicans don't impeach Trump before the midterms, the Democrats will be able to after the midterms. If Virginia and New Jersey and Oklahoma are indicators, the Democrats could take the House and might need as few as 25 vulnerable Republicans in the Senate to vote guilty to remove Trump from office. But now there is a seventh destruction for oh, Trump. I doubt it. Up from the sewer of his life recently, and even with how Teflon he has been on this particular subject, it seems hard to believe the dam won't break. His sexual conduct as not one snowball, but a decade's worth of them have come down that hill, wiping out all the sleaze bags and emboldening and empowering the victims. It seems impossible to believe that some claimant somewhere does not have tangible evidence against Trump and that they won't say to hell with it and break one of those non-disclosure agreements and Trump will suddenly be envying Harvey Weinstein. Trump himself inadvertently has hinted at this. The New York Times buried the lead on this over the weekend. But it reported that earlier this year, Trump told a senator that the Access Hollywood pussy grabber tape was a fake. And he has said the same thing again <laughs> recently to a White House staffer. He's obviously trying to work the refs of public opinion in advance for whatever is coming next, from a woman here or from Russia. So, I don't see any way out for Trump. Seven freight trains rushing at him. He might avoid a few. He might avoid six of them. He's not going to dance his way out from under all seven. And we, I think, should try to put ourselves in the mindset of those Americans who knew Richard Nixon was guilty as hell after John Dean finished testifying on June 27, 1973. But we're all left wondering if there would ever be a way to prove it. And we're left listening to a majority of the country saying Dean was lying and left watching nearly the entirety of the gullible news media saying this was nonsense. Why would a president, even one as crazy as Nixon, ever do this? And more importantly, even if he were somehow guilty, how would he ever be dumb enough to leave any evidence of his guilt? And 16 days later, it turned out Virtually everything in the Oval Office had been taped, and the ballgame was over, even though it would last another 13 months. Well, this ballgame is also over, and I don't think it's going to last another 13 months. And so this series is over. This was intended as something temporary, a two-month project by somebody who had given up politics. And instead it became 187 commentaries and around 225 all right, so uh, Keith we want to start by honoring the fact that today is September 11th, and that no, it's not. <laughs> so yesterday, I called out the, the guy in the White House for his silence over the four Green Berets. The guy in the White House. Donald Trump attended a listening session uh, this past Wednesday with uh, some of the survivors of mass shootings. 
key category. I was just thinking, like, I know I'm being outrageously vague about this, <laughs> but uh, I don't even consider this to be a tease. This is more like a warning. We have a strange exclusive story tomorrow that has taken us a long time to nail down. Uh, it is unlike anything else you are seeing in this is that right, Donald Rachel? Trump going on insane Twitter rants is nothing that we're not used to as a country at this point. But on Friday, when it was announced that sealed indictments had been delivered in the Bob Mueller special prosecutor probe, Donald Trump went off the deep end and decided to start tweeting out absolute nonsense to his millions of followers here in the United States. And he did it all as a distraction method to try to make the public forget about the fact that some of his buddies would be going to prison on Monday, or at least uh, <laughs> not going to prison, but being arrested on Monday. So Donald Trump starts tweeting out stuff about how Obamacare is failing and the Democrats own this, even though he has literally admitted to sabotaging the program and that's why things are starting to get bad with it. Uh, prior to that, things were actually going quite well with it. He's talking about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and some kind of crazy uranium deal as if that's anything that anyone cares about or anything that could potentially be skewed as illegal. And he's still out there talking about the Fusion GPS dossier funding, again, saying that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, I guess, should be in jail for funding opposition research, which is literally something that every single campaign does. And as long as they hired a foreign company, uh, a, a domestic company, excuse me, which they did, there's nothing illegal or even unethical about any of that. But Donald Trump in the last week or so, obviously sensing that something was happening within this investigation, has started to sound a lot more desperate and to be quite honest, a lot more guilty. He is constantly talking about Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. That is his distraction. Fox News is doing the same thing in the last week. All they've done is talk about Hillary Clinton. With the exception of Fox and Friends Monday morning after the indictments came out, they were literally talking about Halloween candy for a good 30 minutes instead of actually talking about the real news. Nonetheless, Hillary Clinton has become a massive distraction effort by the Republican Party because that is the only enemy that they still have to run against. So at this point, any Democrat who's out there still praising Hillary Clinton, still bringing her up and making her news is helping the Trump administration. They're helping by showing that, look, Democrats still care about Hillary, so we need to keep attacking her. See them? They're going to run her again in 2020. Democrats are causing as much damage to their own brand right now as Republicans are trying to inflict. And they don't even understand that they're feeding into it. Trump is going to use whatever he can to try to distract the American public from the fact that members of his campaign went to jail today. Hillary Clinton was not involved in that. Hillary Clinton needs to go away and disappear. And she's not even the one bringing herself up at this point. It's Donald Trump and the establishment Democrats. The rest they of us are trying to focus blame. on what the hell is happening in this country day to day. And now you've put me in the unfortunate position of having to come out and actually defend Hillary Clinton, which is actually starting to just piss me off even more. Hillary Clinton doesn't matter. Hillary Clinton hasn't done anything illegal. She's not running for president again in 2020. It's done. It's buried. It's over. Move on. 
Members of the Trump administration committed crimes. And one of those alleged crimes is conspiracy against the United States. That's what we should be talking about. Don't fall for Donald Trump's distractions. Don't fall for the establishment Democrats insistence that Hillary Clinton is a queen. We have to focus on what's actually real. And in order to do that, we have to shut out the establishment and we have to shut out Trump wade through the river of bullshit to find out what's actually real. Those of us willing to do that understand what's happening in this country because we're not distracted by all the nonsense coming from both the establishment left and the Trump administration. But t- Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Tammy Duckworth, the senator from Illinois, had her baby. <laughs> I mean, she, uh, she had a girl, a baby girl. And uh, I'm hearing that she's the first senator or one out of 10 or something, uh, something to that effect to have, to, to have a baby in office. Um, you know, so, uh, Tammy Duckworth is the senator from Illinois. I voted for her. I mean, I, I voted for her. I'm proud to say I voted for her. And she, uh, uh, ha- she, so far she hasn't disappointed me. But anyway, I want to say, I want to give a shout out from the George Wilder Jr. Show to uh, Illinois Senator Democrat Tammy Duckworth on her birth, on her birth. I mean, you got some people um, uh, making uh, light of it on the floor and on the floor of Congress. But anyway, I just want to throw it out there that I think she's a uh, beautiful person, a beautiful, beautiful politician. And I can't say that about a, a lot of politicians. But I think she's one of those politicians that you can trust, you can rely on to, to say the right things, to vote the right way, uh, not to become bought and paid for by the NRA or, or other lobbyists like the Republicans, like some Democrats. Anyway, uh, congrats to um, Tammy Duckworth on, her, on the birth of her little girl. And uh, I don't know if this is her first child or... or uh, or second or third. But anyway, congratulations on that. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Scott Pruitt, he's been in the news a lot. (laughs) Okay, new probes underway uh, into the EPA uh, chief's conduct. In other words, stealing and abusing and misusing taxpayer money. This is the Trump administration. What else can you say? This is all right. Uh, listening to the, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We are going until eight o'clock tonight, folks. I've changed the time from an hour and a half to just plain old two hours because I have so much fun on the show. I have a great time on the show, and I know you're out there listening, so I want to give you a little bit more of the George Wilder Jr. Show. So we are 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 going to do a thirty minutes extra. You know, anytime it pertains it. No, uh, we do have, uh, sometimes we do have technical difficulties. I mean, this is computer, you know, I mean, <laughs> computers break down, they get hacked and all of this kind of stuff, scams. And, you know, we just have to keep going at it, but uh, I love it. I love it because this show is all around, all around the world, like so many other, uh, internet, uh, uh, talk show with, uh, you know, decent radio show host, you know, so. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go to eight o'clock tonight. So we 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 we've got a lot to cover or or to still cover. And uh, I want to say I want to reiterate what I've been 
reiterating before uh, that the <laughs> Michael Cohen FBI raids office of Donald Trump's lawyers, Michael Cohen. All right. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. You are on. Go right ahead, caller. Or are you yeah, just listening? It doesn't matter. Hey, how's it going? Uh, uh, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm in Atlanta. All right. What's on your mind? Oh, not much. I, I guess we'll see where the fallout comes from the FBI raid. He's already been on TV uh, saying that this is a witch hunt and he's tired of this and this is outrageous and all this oh, other stuff. Oh, wow, yeah. So, I've heard him say that they broke in, you know, they broke in. You know, uh, this guy is just, he's just, uh, I mean, what can you say? Every day there's something coming out of the, coming out of Washington and he is just... <laughs> He is just awful. But this is but this, but this is but this is big. This is huge. <laughs> this is big. You know, uh did you see the video where he's I think he was getting on his plane or something and he said he had nothing to do with the hundred and thirty dollars, thirty thousand dollars that his lawyer paid to Sammy uh to uh Stormy Daniels to be quiet. He had nothing to do with it. Give me a break. Yeah. Well, I mean, just I mean, he, he's an A to B liar. He's not like a typical person oh, yeah. who maybe plans out stuff. I mean, he just lies as it goes, and you know, you deal with the ramifications <laughs> later. That's just kind of how he rolls. But <laughs> no matter what, I mean, this, this is this is what can happen if you have a nation where certain pressure points can be always pushed on. Uh, eventually, a demagogue will rise. Now, most people said you couldn't win a you know a, a, an election. With what he did, maybe locally but not nationally. Well, he proved otherwise. Now, what happens when you get a smart guy with the same playbook of racial resentment, otherizing the other groups and blaming everything bad on the people who don't look like you? So that's that's the danger. Or blaming, guy. yeah, or blaming everything bad on the people who are not in office. You know, every time yeah. you look around, this guy is blaming Obama for this or Obama for that. Uh, his latest blame for Obama is he blamed the uh, chemical attack, chemical attack in Syria, uh, on Obama, and we're saying why? Why in the hell you keep blaming Obama, bringing Obama in this? Obama is not the president. Trump is the one who has blood on his hands from this chemical attack, not Obama. But this is Trump's playbook: blame, 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 and he's stupid enough. He's stupid enough to try to think that we're going to believe it. Actually, he's just playing to his base. And I think his base is dwindling. I don't think there's uh, too many people who once supported him are still supporting him. But you still got a few idiots out there that, you know, no matter what he does or what he says or, or who he is or whatever, they're going to support him. Yeah, but well, that group is pretty big, though. He's talking about 35%. That's his firewall. That's usually who he's talking to when he makes crazy statements like this. Because yeah, no matter yeah, what, base. in their mind, it's us versus them. So all of the conspiracy theories they read online and the crazy stories that make everybody else out to get him, and that's been the problem, Like they're going to believe that stuff. The, the issue would be, uh, I guess, some of the wealthier Republicans who sided with him, uh, will they make that change? We'll, we'll have to see, man, because... Most of them just wanted to get that tax cut. They got their tax cut, 
And at this yeah. point, I don't know if some of them will cut bait, but you got to wonder if you were willing to kind of cash in your lot with this unqualified, extremely volatile person, I, I mean, what, what makes you go back on that? Because you get the benefit of always arguing against. It's hard for people to say, I'm wrong. It's more likely for them to dig in a little more and stick with their guy. Yeah, but uh, with this raid on, on his lawyer and uh, saying that he doesn't know anything about the money, I think this is big. I think this is huge. And a lot of us are saying, why don't Trump resign? I mean, he can save us a lot of time, a lot of money if he just resigned, because I don't think he's going to make it through this. You know, I don't think he's going yeah, to make, make somebody it Somebody his age who spent his whole life with never, in his mind, never being wrong and not, not backing down on stuff, why would he do that now? And the other part of it is, you know, removing somebody, yeah. you have to have a high threshold so it doesn't turn into a witch hunt for every president from the other side. So it's going to take a long time. It's going to be real difficult for them to actually remove. Like, mistakes that they made will have to be huge and apparent. It's going to be, that's going to be a, a large order. But, you know, hey, man. Yeah, it's a large order, order but I, 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 I. It's going to be over. Like, I, we've heard that many times. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I just, I just don't see any way out for Donald Trump. I really don't see any way out for. Him. I mean, this thing is coming from him from all sides. You know, uh, sometimes I wonder how does how he sleeps at night. But he's a narcissist. He's a fascist. He has no empathy. He has no sympathy for anyone. It's all about himself. Maybe that's how he gets through all of this. It's all about himself and nobody else. It doesn't. He doesn't care how how much people don't like him as long as long as his name is mentioned when he's disliked uh he's being disliked it's fine with him i mean his name is out there that's all he cares about you know and um i just don't see any way out for donald trump i, I don't know if he's going to make it to the midterms or not uh you know with, not with all that I, I mean, uh, surrounding him it's really hard to remove i don't know either but i'm i'm just i'm just guessing i'm just He'd probably better enjoy himself if he could just be playing golf and going to Mar-a-Lago like he does now, but even more and without the added weight of people telling him stuff all the time that he doesn't want to hear, uh, <laughs> doesn't want to learn about, like he's not a curious yeah. mind. Like, I, I, don't, I don't even think the empathy and all that stuff, I don't think that's as important as he's just unqualified for this and doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's completely dependent well, on it, people around him to explain things. Well, the empathy... The empathy and his sympathy is something a president is supposed to have. But I see your point. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, you have to have feelings for people who are, who have been, you know, uh, in something traumatic like an earthquake or bombing, or you know, you have to have empathy. That, that's a part of his job to have that, and he's unfit for that. He doesn't even know how to do that because the only person he cares about is, is himself. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see where this goes, man. But uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> At this point, I'm not sure. All right. Hang in there. I'm not surprised about that. Yeah, me either. Hang in there. Thanks for the call. All right. The George Wilder Jr. Show is back on the air. And let's do this. During a Tuesday radio interview on the Joe Pag Show, Eric Trump hinted that his father may not be as mentally stable as Republicans like to think he is. According oh, to Eric it. Trump, Donald has to filter out what news he pays attention to because otherwise 
he might actually end up committing suicide out of depression. Now here is Eric Trump's exact quote. Uh, I think you have to tune it out. You obviously have to be tuned into it. Now, whether Rupert Murdoch's Wall Street Journal will have anybody talking to the president, the Wall Street Journal's editorial board writes today, quote, every sentient voter in 2016 understood that Donald Trump had a bad history with women, but mistakes of character tend to catch up with everyone, and that's what is now happening with President Trump and his many women. Mr. Trump can't retain the best legal counsel because no one wants a client who ignores all advice. He wants to answer questions.
Trump's favorable ratings are the lowest, I believe, for any president who has served the length of time that he has served. So people look at Washington and they don't see much that they feel very good about. And I think there are a couple of reasons for that, which this budget really demonstrates. Number one, there are politicians who run for office and they say one thing. Uh, President Trump, when he was a candidate, ran for office and he said, I'm a different type of Republican. I'm not the Mick Mulvaney type of Republican. I'm different. I'm going to stand with working families. We're going to take on the establishment and so forth and so on. Well, it turns out he did exactly the opposite, and this budget is a clear manifestation of him doing exactly the opposite. Uh, and second of all, I think what the American people understand is their one vote, their one voice matters relatively little in a Congress which is dominated by big money, wealthy campaign contributors. The Koch brothers are going to spend some $400 million in the coming campaign. And you know what? This budget is the budget of the Koch brothers. It is the budget of the billionaire class, and the American people understand it. This is a budget which will make it harder for our children to get a decent education, harder for working families to get the health care they desperately need, harder to protect the air that we breathe and the water we drink, and harder for the elderly to live out their retirement years with dignity and respect. This is not a budget, as candidate Donald Trump talked about, that takes on the political establishment. This is a budget of the political establishment. This is the Robin Hood principle in reverse. It is a budget that takes from the poor and gives to the very wealthy. During the campaign, as we'll all recall, Donald Trump told us that, quote, the rich will not be gaining at all, end quote, under his tax reform plan. Rich will not be gaining at all. But as president, the tax reform legislation Trump signed into law a few weeks ago provides 83% of the benefits to the top 1%, raises taxes on millions of middle-class families, and drives up the deficit by $1.7 trillion by the end of the decade. And if you were wondering how President Trump plans to pay for his massive tax cuts to millionaires, billionaires, and large corporations, this budget answers that question for you by breaking his campaign pledge not to cut Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. In fact, President Trump's budget would slash Medicaid by over $1.3 trillion cut Medicare by over $500 billion, and reduce Social Security by nearly $25 billion. Mr. Chairman, as you know, Medicaid now pays for more than two-thirds of all nursing home care in our country. What happens to senior citizens who have their nursing home coverage paid for by Medicaid if that program is cut by $1.3 trillion? Think about it. People now in nursing homes with Alzheimer's, serious illnesses, massive cuts. What happens to them? What happens to their families? And it's not just seniors. Today, Medicaid covers millions of children with special needs. We are the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to all people. And this budget would then throw millions more people off the health insurance they have. 
We have an opioid epidemic that every person up here talks about every day. But when you slash Medicaid by a trillion dollars, you make it infinitely harder for communities, cities, states to deal with this terrible crisis. During his campaign, Donald Trump told the American people that he was going to provide, and I quote, health insurance from everybody, end quote, with much lower deductibles. But President Trump's budget would throw an estimated 32 million people off the health care they currently have. 32 million people. And at the same time, it would substantially raise premiums for older Americans. Mr. Chairman, what this budget is about is a massive transfer of wealth from working families, the elderly, the children, the sick and the poor, and the most vulnerable people in our country to the top 1% and large corporations. As a candidate, Trump said that he understood the pain that working families across the country were feeling. Well, Mr. President, you are not responding to that pain when you propose a budget that would throw over a million children off after-school programs. You're not a champion of working families. You're not responding to pain when your budget would kick a half a million families out of their homes by gutting affordable housing. We have a massive crisis in affordable housing from coast to coast. This budget would make it much, much worse. You don't help working families, Mr. President or Mr. Mulvaney, by throwing more than 100,000 children off of Head Start. We need to move to universal pre-K. Every family in America should know that their kids have good quality childcare. You don't throw 100,000 children off of Head Start. You don't help working families when your budget would eliminate financial aid to more than a million and a half low-income college students. Kids are graduating school, 30, 40, $100,000 in debt. This budget makes their problems even worse. You're not a, quote, different kind of Republican by proposing a budget that would eliminate heating assistance to nearly 7 million families in this country. Let me tell the President, Mr. Mulvaney, it gets cold in Vermont and many other parts in this country. Many of our elderly people keep warm in the wintertime through the low-income heating assistance program. Don't eliminate it. Mr. Chairman, while President Trump tells us we don't have enough money to help the working people of this country, he does believe that we have enough money to provide a massive, massive, massive increase in the Pentagon, an agency of government that has not been able to do an audit and where study after study shows us that there are hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in waste. So, Mr. Chairman, the good news is this budget is going nowhere. Everybody knows that. But it does indicate where Trump and his friends are coming from. And the American people have got to understand that. And we've got to stand up and say, no, these are not the priorities of, these, of this country. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senator Sanders. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You know, uh, budgets deal with trillions of dollars and thousands of pages and words after words after words and numbers after numbers after numbers. But the truth is, as I'm sure Director Mulvaney knows, um, these numbers have real meaning to the lives of ordinary people. Mr. Chairman, I want to put into the record, if I might, an article from PolitiFact uh, dated June 27, 2017. 
without objection. And without going into all of what the article says, it basically confirms that when you throw many millions of people off of the health insurance they have, thousands of them will die. This budget calls once again for the repeal of the Affordable Care Act. The estimate is that some 32 million Americans will lose their health insurance. And what study after study shows is that when you throw 32 million people off of their health insurance, tens of thousands of them will die. Will die. Director Mulvaney, tell me about the morality of a budget which supports tax breaks for billionaires, throws 32 million people off the health insurance they have, resulting in the deaths of tens of thousands of fellow Americans. Do you really think this is something that we should be doing in the year 2018? Actually, I don't think it's something that we're actually doing, Senator. Um, again, I'm not familiar with the article of, that you've mentioned. My guess is that it references the CBO report uh, regarding various Republican proposals to repeal and replace Obamacare. Uh, I do remember one of the major points of contention regarding the way the CBO scored the proposals was that it would assume that several tens of millions of people would be, to use your terminology, kicked off of health insurance by the repeal of the individual mandate. And when we drilled down into that, Senator, what we found was that the CBO assumed that if we got rid of the individual mandate, that millions of people would voluntarily no. give up Medicaid expansion. Mr. Medicaid Director, I apologize. We just don't have a whole lot of time. This well, is not the... I answer your question. No, go ahead. and I understand the individual mandate. This goes beyond. You're proposing a cut of over a trillion dollars in Medicaid and independent analyses have indicated, we can argue about, nobody knows for sure, is it 25 million people going to be thrown off, 30 million? I don't know, to be honest with you, you don't know. But what we do know is when you throw tens of millions of people off, they will die. Some of them will die. Studies show that thousands of them will die. And I would just suggest that in the United States of America, the only major country not to guarantee health care to all people, we should not be making a very bad situation worse by throwing tens of millions of people off of health insurance. Let me ask you okay. uh, another question. Uh, Mr. Director, according to Americans for Tax Fairness, the Koch brothers, the third wealthiest family in America, uh, worth $94 billion, and a family dedicated with a few of their billionaire friends to put hundreds of millions of dollars into the coming election, will receive a tax break of up to $1.4 billion a year from the Trump tax plan. Meanwhile, this budget eliminates funding, as I indicated earlier, for the LIHEAP program that keeps almost 7 million families warm in the wintertime. And the mass, vast majority of these families have children, or they are senior citizens, or they are people with disabilities. Explain to me the morality of a process by which we give the third wealthiest family in America, a major contributor, I might add, to the Republican Party, over a billion dollars a year in tax breaks, and yet we cut a program which keeps children and the elderly warm in the winter. Here, here's the morality of the Lahey proposal, um, Senator. Um, 11,000 dead people got that benefit the last time the GEO looked at it. That's not moral. Thank to you. take your money, to take my money, to take the money from the people. 11,000 people got it who shouldn't have. Correct that. 
but 7 million people get the program. To say that 11,000 out of 7 million deal with that, I agree with you. All, all 50 states now have individual programs designed to prevent the, the cutoff of utilities either during the summer in the south or the winter in the north, which is exactly what the LIHE program was originally designed to do. Slovenia, when it gets 20 below zero, I come from a state which tries to do its best. Vermont and other states around this country, including Wyoming, don't have the resources to keep people warm when it gets 20 below zero. You have just created a situation, not you, the president takes must take responsibility for this budget, created a situation where people will go cold, some may freeze to death, and that is not what we should be doing in America. Chloe Kim, a first generation American who won a gold medal for the United States. All right, you know thank about you. Fentanyl, right? You know about opioids, you know that they're bad. You probably don't know. All right, thanks everybody. A boy's born in hot damn Mississippi, surrounded by for what it ain't so pretty. His parents give <laughs> him love and affection oh, wow. to keep him strong, moving yeah. in oh, the right boy. direction, living oh, just wow. enough, just enough for the city.
New York, just like I pictured it. Skyscraper and everything. Hey, hey, brother. Hey, come here, Stick. Hey, huh? you, look, you look hip, man. Hey, you want to make yourself five bucks, man? Yeah, brother. Hey, look here. Run this car street for me right quick, okay? Run this car street. Come on. Hey. What? Huh? I don't know. What? I'm just going across the street. Take your mask. Oh, no. What'd I do? Okay, turn around, turn around, put your hands behind your back. Let's go, let's oh, go. Let's go. The jury of your peers having found you guilty. Ten years. What? Come on, come on! Get in that cell, nigga. God, no. Breaking news. Donald Trump calls raid on his lawyer's office an attack on our country. I think I said this earlier. The only attack on our country is Donald Trump. Pissed off. (laughs) It's breaking news. Trump said they broke into the office of one of my personal attorneys and said it's a disgraceful situation and a total witch hunt. Now, this is a man who is guilty of everything we think he's guilty of. Rational behavior would have uh, would have sufficed if Donald Trump would have said, uh, you know, let this investigation go on. If he's innocent, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't say this kind of stuff. The man is unhinged. He's unfit. <laughs> he's mean and nasty. He's just an awful person, and it and it's uh, catching up with him. Uh, an attack on our country. I mean, that reminds me of when he said that the uh, free press 
was the enemy of America, of the world, or something like that. Now he's saying that's an attack on our country. It's not an attack on our country. It's an attack on your criminal ass, Donald Trump. That's where it's an attack on. Okay, FBI raids Donald Trump's lawyers, Michael Cohn's office, and Trump is livid. I mean, this guy is so pissed off. You, you wonder if he may not have a stroke. He is so pissed off. <laughs> He's, okay, now there's other live updates here, too. It's saying that Chuck Schumer, uh, the minority leader in the Senate, minority, okay? Not majority, minority, uh, is warning Trump not to fire Mueller because of this. You know, because uh, earlier, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans saying if he fires Mueller, that's the end of his presidency. Trump might try to fire Mueller. But all, but the only thing Mueller is doing is trying to find uh, criminal activity. And I'm hearing that one of the reasons why he raided Trump's lawyers, personal and private lawyers' office, it's because Mueller and his team felt that Donald Trump and his goons would probably try to destroy evidence. So Mueller surprised them. Trump and Trump might by by this time tomorrow or maybe even earlier, earlier, we may hear that Trump has fired Bob Mueller. And just like the caller, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I'm don't. i just speculating. I'm just guessing. But uh, I'm sounding rational that these things could happen, that this could actually happen. He could fire Robert Mueller. By the time I come on the air tomorrow, by, Robert Mueller will be fired. And I'm hearing if this happens, it will be the end of Trump's presidency as we know it. Because he has has been warned, warned by the Democrats, he's been warned by the Republicans, and neither side actually likes him. The Republicans know that if they don't get rid of Donald Trump, if they don't impeach him, if they don't get his ass out of office, they will not be voted back into office ever again. They have to figure out how to regain the trust of the American people if they care. And one of the reasons and then one of the ways they can do do it, one of the ways they can actually get on the right side of Americans, that will be to impeach Donald Trump. However, if they don't have the nerve, the guts, uh, the spine to do it, I mean, they will. There will be a blue wave. There will be a tsunami of Democrats taking their jobs at, in November, and they know this. They have to figure out a way to uh, try to regain uh, the American people's trust. But the only way they know that they can do that is to get rid of Donald Trump because he is heavy weight on them. You can tell by the last elections in the United States, all went to Democrats. Republicans are quaking in their feet. They know who is bringing them down. Donald Trump is bringing the Republican down. He, he's not bringing the Republicans, the Republicans down. He has brought the Republicans down. This guy is unfit. He, he's just stupid. I mean, this guy is just not fit to be in office. And now 
Okay, Michael Cohen Raid stakes on and I'm a Democrat. Okay, Michael Cohen Raid raises stakes for all involved. Democratic senator says, okay, but it also raises the stakes for Donald Trump to try to fire him because Donald Trump is pissed off about the raid, calling this raid against the uh, against America, and it's not. It's against his regime. It's against the Trump administration. That's where this raid is against Donald Trump, not America. And, mo- and, and rational thinking Americans know this. They know that they and they know that Trump is talking out of his ass again. That's the only way he talks is out of his ass. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Um, the, the popular news, the breaking news of the day of, of the evening is uh, Trump's lawyer's office is raided. Okay, <laughs> let me read the headline again, folks. Trump calls raid on his lawyer's office an attack on our country. The only attack on our country is Donald Trump himself. Trump said they broke in the office. <laughs> personal lawyer, uh, uh, one of my personal attorneys, and said it's a disgrace. And, and, he, and he also said it's a disgrace full situation and a total total witch hunt that's how he tries to get out of everything a total witch hunt obviously he's throwing this crap at his base and i do think that his base is dwindling i I, because i've 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 talked to too many people i've seen too many people uh uh say this and post that Uh, i do think his base is dwindling there's too many people out there saying that they wish they had not voted for donald trump there's many people out there saying that Donald Trump's policies are hurting them, even though they uh, were once his supporters. They're getting off the bandwagon. There's uh, his, some of his supporters are saying that they didn't know that it would be this bad. So the, his base is dwindling. It may not be dwindling by big numbers, but it's going down somewhat because you can tell it's going down because in a lot of these uh, uh, special elections and some of these uh, uh, small elections that are going on around the around the country, Democrats are taking it, and the Republicans are quaking in their boots because they feel that this is the end. But however, just like I got through saying, however, they, there is one thing that they can do: they can get rid of Donald Trump, they can impeach him, and they may save a little face by then. Because if they, if the Republicans do not impeach Donald Trump, and 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 if Donald Trump is lucky enough to make it to the midterms, and the Democrats wipe wipe out the Congress, they 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 of Republicans, and they wipe out the Senate of Republicans, it we will have a, a Democrat controlling the Senate and the House of Representatives, and they are going to impeach Donald Trump. They are going to undo every uh they're gonna undo all the damage that he's done to the united states with his executive orders if you notice donald trump has no legislative achievements i think maybe one the tax cut but other than that he has no legislative achievements most of his ranting and signing has been executive orders majority of his executive orders are undoing obama 
where is Mike Pence? <laughs> you know, it just crossed my mind as I'm here on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Where is Mike Pence? I haven't heard anything from Mike Pence. Usually the vice president is out there. I mean, you think about the vice president, uh, George W. Bush vice president. You think about uh, Barack Obama's vice president. They were all out there in the center of it all. Where the hell is Mike Pence? You hardly hear anything from him. You hardly see his face. You you barely notice that he's vice president of the United States because he's so elusive. He's not being seen. My thinking is that Donald Trump is telling him to stay out of the spotlight. My thinking is that that he, Mike Pence, is going to be going to jail along with Donald Trump. And he's somewhere, I don't know. But Mike Pence is a public servant just like Donald Trump. He should uh, make appearances here, there, and everywhere within the United States so the people can see that this asshole is doing his job. Obviously, he's not. He's not. Donald Trump is a, one of the loneliest presidents I, I, I've ever known since my time on earth. He's one of the loneliest. He, his family is not in the White House. Barack Obama had his whole family in the White House. His mother, his grandmother, his um, his mother, uh, or, or was it uh, Michelle's mom? But anyway, their two daughters. Donald Trump is basically in the White House by himself. His wife is not with him. His children are not with him. Nobody in his family is. He's he's virtually by himself. So he's a <laughs> so he's pretty lonely in the White House, I would think. You know, but that this is an un unorthodox man. This is a guy you just don't know what the hell to expect from until it happens. Anyway, Senator Chuck Schumer warns Donald Trump not to fire Mueller because Donald Trump is so pissed off. He's angry. He's upset. You know, but uh, I'm pretty sure Mueller would not have ordered this raid if it had not been for probable cause. And he had a warrant from a federal judge. He had a warrant. So there's nothing Donald Trump can do but rant. But he can try to fire Mueller. And I'm hearing if that happens, he will lose his he will lose his presidency. He will be impeached. So we uh, we have to wait and see what the hell <laughs> see what else is going to come out of this administration. See what else is going to happen because things are going to go boom. I mean, some of my friends on Facebook were talking about getting a popcorn, sitting back, and just letting this shit happen. Because it is happening. Wow. Trump calls raid on his lawyers on an attack on our country. Totally, totally lie. Someone said that Donald Trump lies every time he opens his mouth. I'm starting to believe that. Wow. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. This is a late edition of the George Wilder Jr. Show uh, that we're testing out, that I'm testing out, because it may be something that uh, I'm going to stick with. Yeah, I'm going to stick with. And um, it's very, very interesting. <laughs> All right. Here is Maxine Waters on the George Wilder Jr. When we Wilder think Jr. of the advances we've made, 
It is no surprise that so many of us are utterly devastated by the election of Donald Trump. I have been very clear about my opposition to this president. And everyone knows what I believe. I believe he is one of the most dishonorable, deceitful, and despicable people ever to hold public office. He has undermined the rule of law. He has isolated the United States allies. He has decimated our country's standing and leadership around the world. He has empowered and emboldened white nationalists, racist criminals, and con men just like himself. He flew to Puerto Rico after the island was ravaged by a hurricane, insulted San Juan's mayor, and proceeded to throw paper towels at our fellow Americans who are to this day still trying to recover from that storm. He endorsed a pedophile that ran for the United States Senate and defended wife beaters on his White House staff. This man lies on a daily basis. And for all of the people and institutions he has insulted over the last two years, the only person he will not offend or criticize is Vladimir Putin, a brutal dictator who does not share our nation's interests around the world. Of course, none of this should surprise any of us because Donald Trump revealed and showed us who he is and what he was all about throughout his campaign. You may have heard that Donald Trump recently attacked me at the Grand Island Club dinner last week. And people are asking me, oh my goodness, what do you think about that? Well, I tell you what I think about it. I certainly expected him to do something like that. I don't know why it took him so long. Don't forget, this man who's disparaging me has been called stupid, ignorant, uninformed, unhinged, and a moron by his own staff and appointees. And so he had the nerve to attack me. I'm in this fight. I am not going to back down. And I believe that all of us deserve better than Donald Trump. I believe this country deserves better than Donald Trump. I wanted everyone to know that they had a right to be angry about the election of Trump, that this president is not normal, but that all is not lost, because each of us has the power to set this country back on track. I feel very confident and hopeful about the future because I know there are so many people here tonight and in cities and towns across the United States who are about to reclaim their time and reclaim this country. So, we are counting on all of you to show up during the 2018 midterms and vote for people who will restore this democracy and uphold everything that we have fought for to advance the LGBTQ equality. And ladies and gentlemen, again, I keep bringing up Mueller's name because I have so much faith in him. I like the work that he's doing. I think he's going to get him.
even if this is for so some crazy. reason he's not able wow. to get him, I'm counting on Stormy to do it. All right, Trump is saying that many people fire Mueller. I mean, that, that's crazy. I mean, many people have told him that he should fire Mueller. Does that mean he's going to fire Mueller? Because obviously people from Fox News are telling him to fire Mueller. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stormy Daniels' lawyers predict that Cohen, Michael Cohen, Trump's lawyer, will fold like a cheap deck of cards. <laughs> this is just, I mean, this is better than a cheap novel. This is better than a movie. It will be a movie. This is better than the Game of Thrones. This is the Game of Thrones. Folks, this is something. Get out your popcorn, uh, relax, sit back. And let the Trump administration just fold. Okay, Trump is saying that many people have told him to fire Mueller. All right, President Trump said Monday, many people have suggested he fire Mueller. And we know what those people are. Fox News, that's who those people are. Um, boy, boy. And he, this is, Trump is always quoted saying this. We'll see. We will see. He never gives you any... Uh, he, he very seldom used big words. He just, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And that's what he's saying. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we want to see what happens. We want you to resign. But he will not do that because he's too um, too proud, proud of something. We don't know what he's proud of. He's proud of something. Maybe destroying America. Uh, I'm hearing that that tax cut is really, really going to hurt the economy. And uh, this is Trump. I, I think it's a disgrace what's going on. Man, you're the disgrace. You're, you're what's they after. They're after you. Agents reportedly seized communication between Cohen and Trump, tax documents, uh, records related to Cohen's uh, uh, $130,000 payment to adult film star uh, Stormy Daniels. So they've got a lot they have uh, received a lot from um, raiding his office and raiding his hotel room. They've got a lot on these people, a lot. And uh, Trump, uh, uh, Mueller raided these because they felt that these guys will try to destroy evidence. And I'm glad he raided because they would have. Trump would have destroyed evidence in, in a minute. He'd do anything to, to stay in power so he can keep kicking the United States of America down. So. Um, it's a good thing, people. I'll be back on the air tomorrow, and we're going to talk more about this because this, hey, Trump may hand, hand in his resignation by tomorrow, but I doubt it. it, it we can hope. And um, this is the latest thing uh, coming out. And it's saying Mueller is looking into $150,000 payment Ukrainian magnet made for Trump appearance report. I think I think Trump is trying to get uh, I think Mueller is trying to get Trump before Stormy Daniels' lawyers get Trump. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's what I think, but I I don't think he can escape any of this. And he's got multiple multiple lawsuits up 
up his ass, Trump. He's got multiple lawsuits coming at him from all different directions, things that are totally separate from these two issues that I've been talking about on the George Wilder Jr. show. So he is uh, in some trouble here and he's trying to blame somebody. He's trying to, I wouldn't be surprised if he blamed Obama <laughs> for this raid because he blames Obama for everything or Hillary he, or the Democrats. He'll try to blame the Democrats, uh, but he's going to come out blaming somebody. I'm pretty sure he's going to blame Bob Mueller for this one if he has any sense. But um, he's quaking. He's quaking in his boots. And um, we'll just see what's – stay tuned, folks. And like I said before, I'm stuttering. Uh, stay tuned, folks, and we'll see what's going to happen. I'll be back here on the George Wilder Jr. Show tomorrow. And this is good. This, <laughs> I'm going to get off the uh, radio here and go talk to some people and find out their thoughts on this. I'm pretty sure uh, it's going to be a doozy.